second learn my lesson and I realign I can tell you what you want, but it's not the vibe So I'm thinking for a minute like I got the time We're always taking something And turning into nothing We turn it into nothing Hey, what's going on, Table Breakers? Welcome to another episode of 7-1 Blitz. Uh, a little bit different this time. We're actually going live, so um, bear with us. Uh, not all of us are used to this, so we'll see what happens. Big win on Sunday, boys. How we doing? Yeah, not too shabby. Amazing. Pretty, freak, pretty freaking good. Yeah, we're doing all right now. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good to be king of the mountain. All right, well, let's talk about that mountain. Um so, I honestly, I was, I'll just come out and say it, I was the biggest, well, the Chiefs have our number, well, the Chiefs are the AFC champions, well, the Chiefs have won a Super Bowl, well, Patrick Mahomes has won an MVP, and he is undefeated against Josh Allen. I have to see it happen. It happened. Not only did it happen, it happened pretty convincingly. So, that's just, that's what it is for me. Um, it's very simple, in my opinion. Uh, they are the team in the AFC. They are the team in the AFC, and I officially have to be proven otherwise. Yeah, I don't even think it's even close anymore. Like, they've really – yeah, the Chiefs have looked pretty rough the past for, like, the beginning of the season, but, like, the way they just dominate on both sides of the ball was just it, – it just – everything. Yeah, one thing uh, that really stood out to me was if you look at the stat line – and you say, even though with all the big plays that did happen, like you're like, oh, wow, Josh only completed 15 throws. It felt like more than that. Oh, Diggs only caught two balls. Felt like more than that. Like there are so many things going well that no one player has to do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And that's – I think that's team efficiency, and that's what builds a that, – that's what builds a Super Bowl team. Um, you, it's never the leading passer – for the whole year that wins the Super Bowl. It's never the leading rusher. It's never the team that has the cornerback with the most interceptions. It's so many people, both on and off the field, if you're talking coaching as well, that just do so much and it's getting the small things right that no one has to jump out in the stat sheet. And honestly, people who do stand out in the stat sheet, yeah, that's great when it does happen, but that's never the team that ends up being uh, sustainable for a long period of time. So yeah. I mean, biggest takeaway for me yeah there's like there's no there's no holes from the top down right now there there's not a single hole and that's that's scary that's a championship roster the well, last point uh, oh sorry good uh, it's okay but even guys that were, were supposed to be good not this year but like later years um like spencer brown rousseau was not supposed to be a starter right away and the fact that mm-hmm. those guys are coming in right away and proving to just be real assets to this team that just says a lot to like how everything is finally molding together. But to, to Gabe's point there, um, he's talking about how like, it's not just one guy, which it's right. Cause even like Allen, all she like threw only like 26 times compared to Mahomes 52, but you, 
you look if you look back at those um I hate, I hate to say it on the, on here but like those patriot dynasties you know those super bowl wins how many times did you see like one week someone else will stand up the next week someone else stands out it's just it's part of the recipe of having a a complete team is that you don't have to rely on someone or rely on certain part certain team a uh, part of your team the offense and defense are finally gelling together and that's what's going to create a good run here Ritz, I'm glad you brought that up because actually I'm going to promote this a little bit. If you check out our website in the next few days, I'm going to have a blog post that talks about just that, that uh, how the Patriots did it and how this kind of uh, is the, I'm not going to say new version of that, but it's something very similar. Yeah, I think that we're getting with when Stephon Diggs only has to have two catches, I'm feeling pretty good about where we're at as a football team. Um there's just, yeah, everyone. Dawson Knox seems to have figured out how to play the tight end position at a, at a consistent level, which is Huge. nice. It's been refreshing. Um, he still can't block to save his life. He still sucks at that. But uh, he, he's he's catching pretty well, and, and that, that, says, that says something. He's a top three fantasy uh, tight end for those of you who play fantasy football. Hey. Tight end university. How, yeah. I love the how much – Sanders is gelling this team too in that offense. He's like, he's like a hundred, like two hundred times percent better than John Brown was in this offense. And I'm not saying John Brown sucked. He just no, he just gives this offense an extra level of completeness. Yeah, yeah I really like Sanders. We we talked about how he was going to be an instant upgrade. You know, uh, early on, as soon as they signed him, we pretty much talked about how he was going to be an upgrade over John Brown, and he's lived up to everything. He's keeping Gabe Davis off the field. I know Gabe Davis has that ankle thing, but he's got to be okay. He's got to be ready to come back, but Emmanuel Sanders is making it tough to put him out there when he's playing like he's been playing. Catches everything. I mean, he has like one or two drops on the season. Catches everything Josh throws. Also, it also helped him in that Chiefs game. I know how much we talked about um, Allen and running the ball, but the, the, the offense is taking what the defense is giving him. That, uh, that defense is sitting back and letting Allen just run on him. And like they weren't even hitting hitting him that hard too, so um, I just like that they saw that and kept with it. Yeah, I mean they they I think most teams now expect Josh to beat them throwing, so they're gonna take. I think they're gonna let them run a little bit more because yeah, well, I'm well that and you're gonna I mean you're gonna a defense would rather much rather have Josh Allen running where there's a lot more likelihood of him getting injured by taking a hit or a hit or a fumble. You know, he has ball, ball security but, issues, but there's, there's – I actually – Yeah. I trust Allen more running the ball now than I did, like, the last couple of years. Because I see that he he's better at protecting it now. He's actually sliding now. He's, he's smarter than 100%. And um, also, Zach Moss and Singletary didn't look bad either. They actually were good um, complimentary pieces in the run game. And they didn't even use McKenzie that much in the run game either. So, I, I feel oh. kind of uh, – Well, McKenzie's been non-existent. That. Yeah. Well, he's been better in special teams. Yeah, but he, on the offensive side of the ball, he has been like non-existent. Well, I think it has to do with nothing. Here you go. What? No, Doug, you're good. I'm finished. Yeah, uh, I think that's because of you know Dawson Knox becoming that complementary tight end piece that we've kind of been waiting for the past couple years, and with Emmanuel Sanders coming out, it's really like honestly, I think it's like leading to like Cole Beasley not getting as many looks, and also with D- Davis and his injury, but also with McKenzie. 
Yeah, I, I, it's interesting when you see Emmanuel Sanders do a jet sweep and not Isaiah McKenzie. And I don't that wasn't this past game, but well, it's I still, wonder. It's still sorry, DJ. No, go ahead. You're fine. I wonder if McKenzie's shoulder is still bothering him a little bit. Could be. I mean, I saw him get off. The, he did something against the Chiefs, and I saw him like kind of wiggling his arm a little bit. So maybe. I mean, it's definitely a possibility. He's been aggressive on this on the punt returns, though. He's like there, there was a close one on, on, on Sunday's game where he should have probably fair caught it, but he just took off and ran with it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure where it, when it was, but I remember seeing that. Uh, but think about for a second what we're saying. So we're all agreeing. McKenzie's not involved as much, whether that's injury related or not. Um, Beasley hasn't been involved as much. Davis hasn't been involved as much. And Diggs is going down in uh, targets and catches. They're winning by 18 against the Chiefs on the road. Yeah, Who the hell got the ball? The defense. That defense is playing scary. Well, yeah. not only that, but my point, the fact that everyone is doing so well, even if it only shows up, even if it only shows a little bit for each person. When each one is showing up so well in their moment, yeah, I and mean, this is—it's weird. We we you know this podcast used to be a lot different. Then they were not so great, and now they're great. So it's it's well, tough to. Here's another stat line actually to continue with Gabe's point there. In that game there, like I mentioned, like the Bills called probably about half the amount of plays the Chiefs did. And think about this: the Bills averaged eight yards of play. The Chiefs only averaged five yards of play. So everyone's like play is down, like numbers wise and everything. It's because they're getting these big chunk plays. They're this offense is scoring quickly, in other words. And they've been doing that all season so far. Yeah, the first, well, the, first the first drive was really quick when we scored. I mean, that was fast. So yeah, they're doing they're doing a lot of things right right now. And defensively, on the other side of the ball, they're I mean, the number one ranked defense in the NFL. And, and in fact, and also pick, something that – oh, what's, sorry. No, you're good. Uh, a, a pick six and even Rousseau getting a pick as well. Yeah, I mean, Rousseau was being held – in my opinion, he was being held almost the entire game, and they didn't, they didn't call it. And he still was very disruptive getting off guys. And, you know, he he had a couple uh, – Edwards Allaire had a couple runs where he got – Rousseau broke off his guy and got him, and he didn't get much, so – uh, I like Rousseau. I think he's right now. He's like the steal of the draft. He's been absolutely. He's been lights out. I was I was pretty vocal the night we drafted him and not really wanting him, but I'll eat I'll eat some crow and he's he's pretty fucking good. Something to note though, um, they uh, they were able to keep the offense in check with Matt Milano being out. Um, Epineza was uh, not um not Epineza, um, Klein. Who's Klein? He 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 was uh, he was the one who had to manage watching the middle with Kelsey and everything. So and they still were able to keep them only at 20 points. So I, I, that's a plus there, a positive look at there. Yeah, I mean, the the, the secondary, I think, would be more the star of that game, too. Um, I agree. The secondary played really well to hold to hold Kelsey and Hill and Robinson and Hardman. All those guys, you know, no one really had a great game. Uh, the secondary played lights out. Even the, the safeties, the two deep safeties, we exposed. You know, we exposed the Chiefs. That was that was supposedly something that no team's been able to do was the two deep safeties and and be able to contain and all that. And we, we did a pretty good job of it pretty easily. I don't think that game was ever even really close, honestly. Watching, oh, so like, 
watching the okay. game, it wasn't close. Here, I'll, I'll go real quick. Um, yep. A couple of things. Um, when you saw replays and they showed it from, like, that quarterback angle camera, mm-hmm. um, there's nobody – I mean, to say none of either Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Robinson, or Harmon, none of – to say none of those guys are open ever, I mean, that that's huge. Um, there was really nothing Mahomes could do. And then with that, that, I'll say, like, I talked about how Josh really only had to complete 15 passes, whatever, and it just all worked so well, and they won by 18. Every time the Chiefs had the ball, it's drop back every time. Like, they had to literally push the ball downfield. Like, it was like desperation mode. It was like, we got to heave the ball. We got to heave the ball. Like, we got to keep up. And it just wasn't going no matter how hard they tried to push and push. And then there was ease on the other side of the ball with when we had the ball. Yeah, that's awesome. a really good. That's a really good point. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're that's, good. A, that's a really good point because they made it look. E- the, the Chiefs were. It was weird. It was like the roles were reversed. Normally, yeah. the Bills are trying to like catch up, and we got to keep up with the keep. We got to keep up. We got to keep up. We got to. And it was them. They were feeling like holy, holy shit. The Bills are came to play. We got to keep up, or we're in, we're in trouble. And they could they couldn't keep up, and I was surprised. I thought I thought we could win that game, but to win it by eighteen and the way we kind of did it, even with like. The, the weather delay that I think I think that benefited the Chiefs more than anything because we had momentum going into the half. Um, and I, the refs, the refs are another thing. We at least we can't get fined for saying shit about the refs, but <laughs> like the refs were bad. There was a lot of things that were bad yeah. in the way the Bills kind of battled through it. Like they could have came out real cold, and they scored on that. I believe they scored on that first drive when the weather yeah. delay came back. Right, I'm pretty sure they scored. Those did, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, and that would put all the pressure. Then became all the pressure on Kansas City to, to like, holy God, guys, we're we're in trouble here. This is this is getting away. And I, it was weird to see Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense struggle uh, with like with keeping up with that. I haven't seen them have that issue. So it was it was it was nice to see us being able to apply that pressure. And it was nice too because we know we're gonna probably have to play the season again in January. And you know, now we kind of got their number a little bit. I actually have to give you props, DJ, because even though Josh Allen only had a little bit over 50% completion percentage, but he he had he had his most percentage of like deep passes. So it so that like in regards to like being a, a game changer, that was like his best game so far. Yeah, and I really I really liked that he didn't play hero ball. No, he, did we, not. We, he was we, like Yeah, we, we hear that term thrown around a lot these days that Josh Allen plays hero ball. That's the new thing that everyone says that Josh Allen does, and that's why he struggles when he struggles. But he, I think he realizes he doesn't have to do that, man. He doesn't seem like he's forcing anything out there, like at all. If it's not there, he doesn't take it. I mean, it's he's playing really, really smart football. This is a different guy than we, we saw when they drafted him in 2017. But it is so. really nice that he's still keeping some elements of like what made him so talented. Like, for example, that run that converted that first down. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, same for the Vikings, you know, jumping over the Vikings. Oh, that's cool. That's cute. This team's trying to stay in it. But now, but with that play, it was like, okay. So even though, like, he's definitely not your typical quarterback, he's definitely not what everyone thought he's supposed to be. He still took what made him talented, what made him such a high draft pick, and really add that to his game. And that's really awesome to see. Yeah. What's really cool is I, I've talked about this now. I'm sure you guys have heard me say it multiple times that Josh Allen is like undefendable. He is someone that you can't figure him out when you think you figure him out. He'll, he's going to change. He's going to flip the script. And I don't know. Patrick Mahomes in my mind doesn't do that. 
like he Josh Allen is the most athletically gifted quarterback I think the league's seen in quite some time. And I, if that's a homer take, I'm a homer take then. But like, I truly believe that this guy can adapt to whatever any NFL defense throws at him, and he'll he can adjust and play. And now he's becoming so comfortable with his abilities because of the coaching staff and and their belief in his abilities that he's becoming even more dangerous in my opinion because now he doesn't have to think; he just can react. And that is where you get the leaps and you do these plays that are these, these throws like that throw to Sanders at second touchdown was on a fucking rope. I mean, that thing was crazy. So I think that Dawson, I, I know we did talk about Dawson Knox before, but like that touchdown was like, he was doing that on the run. Like he was running full speed of the right. And the fact that he, and it was like perfect precision too, even though Knox did have to come back for it, but like it just had the defense completely confused. Um, yeah. I'll just say this about Josh. Um, it was never about he had to change who he was or what his skill set was. It was about being smart about it, and he's done it now. Yeah. Um, like, even with the hurdle, you want to compare it to the bar one. Um, this time it was a cornerback who was already kind of down, so it was, a, it was a smarter hurdle than trying to hurdle a huge <laughs> linebacker. Um, and just the look in his eyes after that was just like, I mean, if you're on the other, de- there's nothing you can really do. Like put your hand, like, it's like Salah against the Niners. The one time he's just like, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah. There's um, no way to stop it. <laughs> like, and then Josh, like you said, DJ might be the most athletically gifted quarterback to ever play. And that's crazy to think because he was such a risk and there was a chance he just didn't work out. There was a chance he was just a freak athlete that just heave the ball if you went to the wrong system and just, oh, just throw it deep every time see what happens because you got the cannon of an arm and just run whenever you can. There's a good chance you could have messed him up, but they didn't. They made him what you just said. They made him arguably the most gifted quarterback uh, to play the position. Um, and I think he's the reason why the Niners traded away a lot of picks to get Trey Lance because he's a similar prototype. Yeah. Um, I think you've. I think he just reestablished uh, the quarterback position. I think he he changed the way quarterbacks get drafted, quarterbacks get trained, quarterbacks get groomed. I think I think he just changed this game. Yeah, I, that's that, I get goosebumps when you say that because that's so true. Like that that dude is gonna reinvent the the quarterback position. We'll see in the future now for the next twenty years. Is everyone's gonna be like, how do we get a guy that has everything? And just needs a little fine tuning, and that's okay. going to be the thing. Get the guy who's the most athletically gifted. Let's coach him up, figure it out, and then you get this this raw talent that's unstoppable. And I think that is the that is the the DNA now is like to do to do that. Trey Lance is going to be, I think he's. In, we've talked about this, me and you, multiple times. He's going to be like Josh Allen. He's going to be that guy for sure. And again, like that type of play. I mean, be careful. That type of player, you can mess it up. You, you, you can if you don't have the right coaches mm-hmm. and you don't put the right pieces around it. It's very easy to mess that up. But if you get it right, I mean, that's awesome. But, um, again, what was I going to say? Like, yeah, so it, when you're when – you're, let's say you need a quarterback. You're, you're about to draft a quarterback. Your team needs a quarterback. Um, are you ever going to say, no, I don't want the guy who can do all that? I want the guy who's a little safer, but he's a lot smaller, a lot slower. No, you're, that's never going to be set again. No, yeah, the the end of the the statue pocket passer might be. It was already kind of dwindling away, and I think that guys like 
uh, Josh and Justin Fields and Lamar and Trey. Like these guys are the future of the NFL. These are the guys that are going to be leading the leading the league for Herbert, the next yeah. fifteen. Herbert, the next fifteen years. Kyler, these guys. That's the next the next quarterback. That's those statue guys are done. The guys, if you can't move, you're going to have a short career. I will say oh, yeah. it, it depends on management. Yeah, I mean, you, you totally yeah, yeah. about coaching. Coaching, because I don't think Josh, yeah, you know, Josh Allen, if he's in Cleveland, where Baker was. Well, even worse, this way, um, like Allen and Allen and Sam Donald see the same co- quarterback coach and Jordan Palmer, and look at look at the career paths they both went on. Like, so it's it's just it's coaching. Coaching plays a huge role in it. Donald did not have it have what Allen has in New York, and now that's why he's in Carolina now. He's not bad, and he's not playing bad in Carolina. So it's all about the right people around him. Nothing, not nothing. No discredit from Josh, but I'm just saying it helps a lot. Yeah, I agree. Are we gonna do the the Buffalo's best performer of the week last week against the Chiefs? Not yet. Yeah, I mean, we, we we, we could have we could have picked anybody out there. Uh, yeah, we try not to use the same guy twice. So anyone that's been listening to us. Uh, this week we're gonna go with the guy who had the pick six. He's been like bust, busting his ass, and he's definitely underappreciated around around the media, uh, around the league. But as uh, we're gonna go with Micah Hyde, he's the Buffalo's best performer of the week this week. Um, and I think that wraps up the Chiefs. Unless anyone's got anything else to say, I think we're I think we can move on. All right, just last thing. The, oh, go ahead, Doug. I will say the one thing where going to last year. Um, the, the rushing defense was always like, okay, if we can get this fixed, then maybe we can maybe, you know, put everything together. Mahomes was their leading rusher. And I know that could be, you know, okay. You know, they were literally coming from behind, so they didn't have much to rush the ball. But like, if you look at how much, like what they've done to stop teams from rushing, it's just been, it, it's like a whole overhaul from last year, even though not much, even though player wise, not much has changed. So it just shows that that the personnel really knows like, okay, let's put some things together to fix this. And it's honestly kind of an all how much they were able to do that. Speaking of rushing, the next team we got you know, a good rush running back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's actually a perfect transition. Perfect. Perfect segue there. Uh, Ritz. Had a boy. Sorry. There's a helicopter going over my house. They're looking for OJ. I think. Oh crap. He let, someone let him out of Vegas. Well, speaking, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of him, I heard he shook. He is shook. He is <laughs> shook. And you all should be shook if you check out our website or you go buffonwack.com and get our new uh we got we shook the juice uh t-shirts. Go, our first first piece of merchandise. There you go. Dougie's got it on right there. That thing is a thing of beauty. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not even saying this because it's I'm not even saying this because it's our podcast, but can you actually think of a better shirt? <laughs> no, I don't think no. I just worry about when OJ finds out that we've made a shirt. Best bill in bill history. He can't, like, he can't come to the state anyway, so we're fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on to that uh, leading rusher that Ritz was talking about. Um, guys, so is it as simple as stack the box, stop Derrick Henry and Tannehill? There's no way Tannehill beats us with his arm. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, I'm the AJ Brown, Julio Jones, though. I think uh, Julio is Julio going to play? That's a good question. No, it's actually. I had a very different opinion going into this game. Uh, When we when we did the season preview, I had a very different opinion 
about this so game. I. Um, I imagine both receivers healthy. They haven't been. Um, and even when they're playing, it hasn't been spectacular. I don't know what their game status is going to be just yet. Um, I mean, if they are both healthy, that'll be interesting to see. But as they did just struggle against a bad team, I forget who it was this week. Uh, well, they beat the Jags. Jacksonville. They lost the, the Jags. Jags. I will say, as an AJ Brown fantasy owner, he has been a huge bust so far. <laughs> because oh yeah, because he had from the last game, he only had six targets for three catches. So it's just. I don't know if that's like in regards to injury, but it's just like it's definitely not the play that they've been looking for. Yeah, I, I, yeah, who, I mean, Julio is, is, I'm gonna, I don't even care. You can come at me all you want, but Julio's washed. I said that before the season, and I, I'll say it again. That's why I didn't want Julio to join the Bills when all half the Bills mafia wanted him, you know, us to trade for him. I think, uh, I think he's, I think he's a little washed. Old age catching up to him. But for the game, sucking up, sucking up Julio over there. No, it's a piece of shit car, dude. Oh, <laughs> I live in the bad part of town. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you, you live in the bad part of town. <laughs> no, but yeah, we. Uh, I mean, Julio's. I, the, it is. It's stack the box and make 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 Tannehill beat you. And I think we'll apply so much pressure that Tannehill won't won't even be able to throw. I think we didn't blitz once against the Chiefs. Not once. Oh, I wanted. To, I forgot to say that. Yeah, that was so, interesting. But, but this game, you're going to see the exact opposite. I would say we're going to blitz a hell of a lot more and make them make Tannehill beat us because Tannehill can't. So. Derrick Henry was the big reason why we lost. They beat us last year. Was uh, nah, he not couldn't really. stop the run? He ran all over us last year. He only had like 50, 60 rushing yards, but the Bills really beat themselves more than the Titans actually. I mean, the well, Titans had a performance, we, but like there was a lot of mistakes on our part. Oh, well, we were we were thought we were going to have to play the Chiefs or whatever because yeah. the COVID shit. So it wasn't. We were preparing for two teams. It, this is redemption week number three. I mean, this is we we you know we played the Chiefs last week. We got them. We this is the, the next one in the series. We got to beat the Titans because this is. Just get this fucking. I don't think the Titans are good. I hate Vrabel. I don't like. I, I don't. I don't like the Titans at all. I've hated them since the Music City Miracle guys. I watched that. It, it shaped my whole the uh, whole adult life. I'm hey, not letting it go. Just because you were old enough for it doesn't hey, mean that you have to. DJ, <laughs> just, just pretend to the Oilers because you know what the Bills are to the Oilers. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like, but anyway, you Mark know what we four, said man. last week where. The cheat where like the Chiefs, like they, we thought that there was a chance that they would probably want it more. Yeah. Well, can, can, is there a possibility that we could say this about the Titans as well? Because um, no. the Bills have the thirty-second. Well, they have the easiest remaining schedule. Do you know who's thirty-first? The, uh, the Titans. Yeah, me and Gabe actually touched on this uh, earlier today. That with the schedule now, it can be a little bit of a trap for the rest of the year because. We are, we do have an easy schedule. He I know I, he said something along the lines where, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were like, you know, maybe we we take everything too lightly and we lose a couple games. Um, where I kind of thought this is where we fine tune the rest of the season to get ready for January. But um, I can see this could be. I don't know if we had a different coach, I, I'd be worried. But I think McDermott has done a really good job, and I I, I beat the McDermott drum all the time. I think McDermott's done a really good job of keeping these guys prepared and focused. 
on uh, the task at hand. Um, I don't think they'll take any team lightly. Um, except Absolutely not. Maybe the Jets, because the Jets are a fucking train wreck. But <laughs> well, they got the Jags too on the schedule, and they're a train wreck too. Yeah, I mean, it, but I don't know. Any given Sunday, I don't. I I think this team will come prepared every week. I don't think they'll take anyone lightly. I think you will see some fine tuning, maybe some experimenting from Dable, seeing what works, trick plays, opening up a playbook a little more, maybe getting Trubisky involved. Um, He's definitely a lot of playing. Time. I think. I think we're going to see a lot of stuff that we haven't seen before. I mean, this is also an audition for Dable to get that head coaching job, which we all know he's going to get. Um, but, yeah, I think – I don't know. this The Titans the Titans worry me to a degree. I mean, they are a talented roster. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about the Titans because they're, they're, they're not the Jaguars and they're not the Jets, but they're – they're beatable. I mean, we just if we beat it would be a letdown game if we lost, considering we just what we just did to the Chiefs. I would that would be bummed. Plus, look at the Titans. They're in a terrible division, and the hardest of it, and like after us, they have the, their only hard opponent is like the Rams, and then I guess you could say the Chiefs because even though I said they're having a rough start, but you can never really count them out. But after that. They only need to win, like, I want to say, like, 60 to 70% of the rest of their games to just win the division because it's just, it seems like they already have it wrapped up. So, if they can find a way to get this win, then they're going to be in a very good situation down the road. So, that is why I'm, I'm, this is kind of trap game territory, but we have the personnel to handle it. So, it's, it's going to be, people are going to be like, oh, we're going to get revenge, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be closer than what a lot of people think. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, we'll do our predictions at some point, but I, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. I think it'll be a good game. I get. Um, so for me, uh, the thing for me, the rest of the season is, is it almost too simple? I think those are the exact words I used earlier, DJ. Yeah. Like, is it yep. almost too simple? And then playoffs roll around, and oh, playoff caliber teams type of thing. That, that's what um, I've been concerned about. That. Yeah, but like DJ said, I think McDermott is a uh, too good of a coach for that to happen. Um, I guess that in itself is a test. Uh, how do you take the rest of the, like? How do you take a gift like this, like this easy schedule when you are that good of a team? Like that in itself, I think is a test to how good you are. Like, do you stay on track? Do you not get lazy? Do you keep working hard even though you know you're going to win this game by 20, 30 points? Um, I think I don't think it's as easy as it sounds, um, but yeah. As far as this game goes, I mean the, the Titans' defense is terrible. Um, it's in Chiefs' territory, I think. Um, and then it's like twenty. It's twentieth ranked, but it's still not the best. Yeah. And uh, but Doug, like what you said, what you said about the Titans' schedule. Going forward, like I agree, and I think the Titans probably just end up the four seed just by default, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I don't. I mean, the Chiefs game was supposed to be close, and it wasn't. And I know football is very unpredictable, but I, I could see another comfortable win here. I really do. Yeah, it's going to be like a three-score victory. I think at least. I think there's going to be. Granted, the conditions were terrible on Sunday with the Chiefs game, but. If they, I, I can't see anyone take if they beat the Chiefs like that, the rest of the AFC, the rest of the schedule should be easy because they don't play the Chargers, Ravens, or Browns, and those are the three teams I'd be worried about in the playoffs if I'm 
Well, that's that's the point is they're not playing those caliber of teams, and they're going to all of a sudden have to play that caliber right. of team, and then yeah. not by not playing those teams and like laying like almost like laying it out a little bit, with, and then going and having to play you know the Baltimore's, the Chargers, the Browns of the, of the leagues, and not playing really super competitive football since what week six. I mean, that's going to well, be yeah. a, that could yeah, be a problem. Be, well, yeah, no, look at the. Which, Look at the Ravens from a couple of years ago. They went 14-2 and two and won their first playoff game, and they weren't the first team to ever do that. That happens. Like, you can have a Super Bowl favorite for so many weeks that just blows teams out, and then they relax, they get a bye week, they don't play competitive football for a month, and then that, yep. that just happens. Yeah, that's – Well, now, yeah. a couple things here. Their December schedule, though, they do get Belichick twice. They get the Buccaneers. They got the Panthers, yeah, and, Jan- and so that that I feel like that's gonna help them, like, because no, no matter how bad the Patriots are, you still have to like Belichick is hard a game plan for because he is a good coach to play. So I think that's gonna help putting the Bucks there in December. So I think the later December schedule is gonna help him out, and also I think McDermott's that coach that he won't let that mindset, he won't let complacency set in that locker room. I, I just don't think he will. So I think he'll have that team ready to go. If it's the first week of the playoffs or second week of the playoffs, they'll be ready to go. But also, another another um, good thing about this, though, the fact that there's 18 weeks now and the season starts a little later, if the, do, the Bills get the number one seed, they can have four home games in January. If they win that their, their first playoff game, they'll get another home game. Because week 17 and 18 at home, so I think that's like the first time it's ever happened, four home games in January, which is going to help them. I actually don't think we have to worry too much because I'm actually looking at the schedule right now. Yeah, they have what we consider rollover games um, with Miami, Jacksonville, the Jets, but, like, the Colts haven't really been, like, a pushover team. Like, they would have beaten the Ravens. They, they almost beat the Ravens on Monday, but yeah. they just it just fell apart. So I just – it's the, and then the Saints are still a competitive team, and then, and then Tampa Bay is right after that. So it's definitely it, – even though it's considered like easiest ranked, but there's still a lot of, I think going into January, I think they're going to be just fine. They're going to be, they're going to have a lot, a good resume against what I consider playoff potential teams. Quality opponents. Yeah. Quality opponents where it's like, it's not going to be like a, like nuke the NFL kind of situation. Yeah. I agree. Predictions. Um. Yeah. Predictions. I'll All go right. first. Um, I think it's gonna be a very dirty matchup because I feel like I don't know. I kind of I don't know. There's like semi rivalry kind of situation here, especially from last year. I feel like that it's gonna get kind of physical. So I, it's gonna be very interesting to see how you know because, like I said before, the Titans have a lot to prove. Like if we get this win, then they'll go. They'll pretty much cruise along with the division with the Bills. You know you know, get like the big, big boogeyman out of the way. But I am going to say it's going to be a bit closer because I feel like the Titans are definitely no pushover, even though they did lose the Jets. But it was I think that was like a play to their competition kind of thing. So I'm going to say 28-21 Bills. But it's going to be a bit closer. But Okay. I mean – I mean, hey, if, if it's a blowout, then I'm I'm fine with it. So. I okay. I want to hear mine. I got mine ready. Go ahead, Vince. I got Bills winning, of course, thirty thirteen. So that's my prediction. 
Henry will Derek Henry will score once at least. I'll say uh 3817. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm along those lines. 4117. I don't see how the Bills score the least amount of points against this team. I think they're just gonna just I mean if it's a blowout. I'm fine with that. I mean, half that half that stadium is going to be Bills fans. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I can't see the Titans if that stadium is going to be the way it's been the past two years when the Bills went down to Nashville. I just don't see the Titans getting anything going on offense with that with the Bills defense how it is right now. Yeah. All Anything right, else? we got closing arguments here. Nothing. It's a quick episode. I know I'm a little concerned. And then um, it's like... I got something, you know. Ready, ready. I don't know if Shadow DJ, but um, DJ will feel about this. But because uh, uh, I've seen a lot of people saying that they think uh, broadcasters are against the Bills, I do not think that. I think the broadcasters were neutral on Sunday. What? That's my hard take right there. Did you listen to Chris Collinsworth? Are you trying to get me fucking riled up? <laughs> That's uh, I, 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 I a know, lot of. I just, Actually, that's a lot. My, of uh, if you want to close your argument, that's my closing argument. Holy fuck! I think he's trying to get me riled up. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna tell me Chris Collinsworth was fucking unbiased? Rich, Rich, come on, call, call, uh, call DJ. You people, call me people. No, 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 no! I don't want to get riled up here. DJ <laughs> wanted the closing argument, so I thought I'd bring that up. Bye. What? I can't even. My brain can't even comprehend although, what you just said. Although uh, I have heard that Collinsworth doesn't like the Bills, like I heard that before. So it doesn't like him. He would. He couldn't compliment Josh Allen for jumping over a guy. You call him a not MVP, and then he threw a fucking dart to Emmanuel Sanders. Although I did like the one, the, the one thing um, they he was trying to say. Um, the whole narrative was um. The Bills on defense haven't really been playing anyone good, but then what the fuck is he talking he it, about? But then he said, "Oh, they're holding the Chiefs to 13 points, so that's uh, that's something to talk about." I mean, that was a true that was a true statement. Let's be honest. They, Why and Washington's they, Washington's offense before they came here was clicking? DJ, come that on, week before, Washington. <laughs> <laughs> that week before. Like Taylor against the Giants. Hey, whatever. Rolling is rolling. Although the Giants did did play them tough, though. Like I gotta give that to Washington. That was a that was a good game. I watched part of that. But the one comment he said about Josh Allen was like, you know, it was something along the lines of like hitting Josh Allen, and you know, just he wasn't trying to say hit the hell out of Josh Allen and injure him. He was trying to say hit Josh Allen to make it to so when he runs. He won't when he runs at you know just a you know just a you know like it's like okay you're gonna get a few yards but you're gonna get the hell kicked out of you like he's trying to keep them easy on the side he wasn't promoting hurting Allen he was just saying you gotta you when he's running you just have to go after him you know and not just for Allen but just for Mahomes too if if Collinsworth shows his face in Buffalo he's gonna have a problem I'm just saying <laughs> but that comment well, I'm like okay he wasn't trying to say hurt Josh Allen don't play just, I'm gonna hurt Chris Collinsworth I'll, I'll say this play game in NBC. At home in the regular season, so maybe I'll, in the playoffs if they do, he'll probably be in Buffalo. So it happens then. I'll say this though: I mean, whether it's Collinsworth or you know Joe Buck or whoever, like 
just listen to a different broadcast. They don't they don't determine the outcome of anything. Just you just words. Do? Hey, hey, don't mean that much. Turn turn down the TV broadcast and just turn up the radio broadcast and listen to Murph and Wood. That's it. That's you. That's what you could do. Or don't listen to broadcast and just listen to Bon Jovi the whole time. Fuck that. Are you, oh, you're oh, trying to rile oh, me up. No, no, you no, fuckers are trying to rile me up. That was on purpose. That one was on purpose. Wait, wait, wait. What about what if I play nickel? Wait, DJ, what if I play nickelback? I don't care. I like nickelback. Everyone yeah. likes nickelback. And if you say you didn't like nickelback, you're a fucking liar. Nickelback didn't want to bring the bills to Toronto. No, I like nickelback, but I feel like people just hate them for no reason. No, everyone hates nickelback all of a sudden, but bullshit. <laughs> Back in 2000 when their songs were coming out, everyone liked nickelback. So I don't give a flying fuck. Everyone liked Nickelback. Okay, that's okay. Sweet, <laughs> I found my people. <laughs> but I'm talking shit about Nickelback. Just, but just I, no I am going to say to Bills no fans out there, media is literally media. People are paid to give out opinions. That is it. I have just an because Doug. Nick Wright thinks bad about your team doesn't mean that. Oh yeah, this is what it is. No. Well, Nick Nick Wright, he he is a. Piece of something I cannot bring. I got can't say on here. But who cares? He's just one guy. There's so many. Pe- there's so many good people in the media out there talking good about the Bills, and you're yeah. just gonna focus on one guy. Like oh, Mike, I think Mike Rob. Mike hard. Rob loves the Bills. Bills Mafia. Oh, Mike Kyle Rob. Brand likes Bills Mafia. The like, whole Good Morning Good Morning Football yeah. show loves the Bills. So watch it. That does, but the whole like our brains have been warped to think that these opinions like actually impact the game of football. It doesn't. They're people who are paid by a company that's not even the NFL to talk about it. They're just us with more money. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really don't know the difference between me and Nick Wright besides I don't have a dick on my face. But Oh wow. Wow. That's about it. (laughs) Damn Nick Nick Wright getting shout out, brother Bill. (laughs) I mean, yeah. No, he's a fucking clown. Half the media is a bunch of clowns. I don't who can't like they're paid to talk about four different sports at once. Like they're not gonna they're they're just not gonna focus on that market. Like just let it go. All right. I, and if you let it bother your day, you're just gonna you're just gonna have you're just gonna be like literally butthurt the entire day. I literally it bothers me all day, every day to no end. I have I have the best, happiest days of my life. Yeah, like there you go. <laughs> so I let it eat me alive, but no one would ever know. <laughs> I mean, you could also say that about the news as well. Like, just, like, turning off all of that. Then it's like, you know, ah, good days. Right. Any bold predictions? You think, you think, you think we're going to lose? Anyone think we're going to have an upset? No. No, I, I, no I, I, prediction, I, I, but I have a bold prediction, though. What's that? What's that? What, day, what day is the Super Bowl? Doesn't run know. February 13th. February 13th. Yeah. Okay, February twelfth, world ends. <laughs> wow! No, it's not that time yet because the Sabers aren't good. Yeah, the Sabers and the Bills can't be good at the same time. It's, it's that's all right. That's a sign of the times. Actually, I am gonna say Josh. Josh Norman is a genius because right. he doesn't have to face Derrick Henry until December twenty third. <laughs> he He'll literally jumped in facing Derrick Henry because. <laughs> He knew. Niners aren't playing the Titans until December 23rd, so good for him. Jeez Louise. I think but I do have one little prediction. What? The Jags get their first win this week. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Fair. All right, I think oh, we've said it all. Let's, let's, drink, uh, drink number 17. Yes, I was just going to get to that. 
before we get in any more trouble and say anything else, um, please uh, follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 7-1-Blitz, and also follow uh, Built in Buffalo. And remember to follow and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the back of your white Bronco, the back of your milk carton, anywhere you can listen to get your premier Bills content weekly. All right, guys. All right, guys. See you next week. Peace out, table breakers. Go Bills. Go Bills.